Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Making my volumes all right. Um, so lately I've been feeling like I look like a cucumber and I can't. What? I can't get over it. Like I like right now, if you guys like look on the YouTube, like whenever I have straight long hair and it falls in front, <laughs> like my head doesn't have enough of like a when I, and I have extra weight on right now and it really gets jowly and I feel like around my head and then down cucumber. Kirsten is laughing right now. She's listening to this podcast. I know for a fact because one time in high school, I said I looked like a cucumber and she laughed in such a way that you know it's real. You know, like when you say something, that's how I always test like if I, if something is off with me, I'll say the truest thing and Kirsten's always the one that I can like see through it. I'll be like, I look like an anemic ghost and she'll be like, no, you don't. <laughs> like she will start oh, she, I can really see right through it. so if I I just can't stop looking like a cucumber yesterday I had my hair and makeup done and I was just like can you curl my hair so that the, it looks like there's a curl right under my ear so it looks like the cucumber has a little shape to it because if it's just flat cucumber you're talking and, um, like like Ernie's head like like veggie tails Oh, like veggie tails. Just, okay, like look like if a, you did if you did my like silhouette with my hair, 
Yeah. Yes, but it has it. It has the girth of a cucumber, not a hot dog. You know, like it could be a uh-huh. hot dog. Okay, but I just feel more like a, a, a. Do you guys ever have that where you like look like Anya? I know you've been having the teeth thing in the mirror, where every mm. time you look in the mirror, you see something. Do you guys have anything where you're like, God damn it, I look like like yeah. there's some object or animal you feel like you look like. Yeah, I mean, I have a a cucumber Mm. thing, too. I don't see you in cucumber mode right now, but there is a photo of me (laughs) when I'm a child. (laughs) There's a a picture of me as a kid, and I'm like, oh, my God, this picture totally perfectly illustrates all of my issues with my head and my hair. I have an oval head. It's an egg head. I cannot escape that. You can't change your skull size. This is the one you said to me the other day of you where you were like, if we were, Anya and I will have baby chat off what is that? Catherine, why is that your hair? Catherine, why is that your hair? Why is that your hair? That's from Veep. Um, one of the best lines in Veep ever. But do you Catherine, see it, why Brian? Why is that your hair? Oh, it's disgusting. That oh, what is that? You look is a it, little bit... I'm going to be mean right now. Downsy. Can I be mean to your... Because you are the, yeah. so beautiful. You look like Mars Attacks. You know, like how the aliens <laughs> have a bigger <laughs> upper portion? No. Yeah. Like, I think you came out of the birth canal and she squeezed halfway through when your head uh. was out. Yes. And it's all it's all fine now. I would never say this if this was still your head. Well, I think I'm doing you what is that called that, girl. that Robin does to your hair where they comb the back? What is that called? A back, back comb? comb? Back comb. Is this kid mm. doing a back comb? Yeah, there's a little bit of a pomf coming off the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you just had a ponytail and it went like boom, pomfed it up a little bit. Yeah. Brian, do you have any like um as a man? Yeah. Um, are there any things physically about yourself that you're just like, ah? Well, yeah. The I other mean- day, Brian did come in and just <laughs> took off his jacket feverishly. <laughs> this is so funny. He ran in the room. He gets here to my room. He takes off his jacket and he just stands in front of me and goes, look. Yeah. What What do you see? And I go, I don't know. And you go, my shoulder. Look at my <laughs> shoulder. His shoulder is like a half an inch lower than the other one. So he had like a shoulder issue. Yeah. Well, um, that was from an injury. I, I went to the doctor for it because one of my, I, I strained a muscle and it was insane because my right shoulder, I could not keep it up. Like it was not staying up yeah. level. And so if I just sat, I, it's still kind of like it. Yeah, if, I can see it. If I just sit there normally, I have to like physically try to hold it up because the the, the muscle is still injured so did you, uh, get you don't barbie care botox? about something what botox <laughs> did you get barbie botox that's where women are injecting stuff into their <laughs> shoulder blades no, so it goes injury. down i'm allowed to have an oh. injury without having it's not it's not a Does aesthetic it, is it hard for you to like tell people you don't care about something when you go mm. like, i can is only one shoulder shrug now it you looks like i'm shrug. going oh, it looks like i'm shit. doing a dance <laughs> it looks like uh, what's his name Big Bobby Bopper what's his the guy that helped you dance uh, yeah it's Big Bobby Bopper <laughs> no what, what is his name William Darren Third Street Darren the hip hop man Darian Hip Hop Henning <laughs> okay I got, I got so close Darian Hip Hop Henning okay Bobby Sorry, Bopper was, was Bobby. my uh, mob uh, capo <laughs> yeah. who tried to kill me for not oh, for not paying <laughs> okay so but back to the question is there any do you ever um, have a thing where you like look in the mirror and you go like oh I'm really this today well you know what I do have is that the mirror in my room especially when I'm sitting in this chair I look at that mirror and I always am like damn that's the best I've ever looked whenever I look in that mirror and I don't look like that in any other mirror in the world or in real life but for some reason this mirror is like man I'm like I go from like a six to a seven in that mirror 
Oh my God. Is it maybe the lighting? Is it, and there are definitely mirrors that make you thinner, but I don't think you want to look thinner. You're already a slender man. Yeah. I'll ask you a question. Is it it that side of your face that's like your best side? Like, what if you turn around and show? Because right now you're showing the right side of your face. Can you turn around to the mirror, look at the left side of your face, and also be just as The left side of my face is the better side. So it's actually showing me the bad side of my face. But How do you you guys know the better side of your face? I oh, just yeah, can't memorize mine. It's just hard really? for me because I, I just look pretty yeah. all the time. <laughs> Here, watch this. I this know. is the left side of my face. <laughs> okay. You do okay. have both That's pretty good. good. This is the right side of my face. Let me see. Whoa. Okay, your left side. I go with your left side. Yeah, my left side is clearly better. Whoa, how did that Yeah. There's yeah, just some yeah. more like your now go to the other side. Looks sweeter. His left side looks sweeter. Yeah. I know. Both wow. are good. I don't know why. It's just better. You look and it, more I mean, it would like be nice if they were both. Uh, there's nothing you can do to really step your game up on that. It's just kind of like how everything fell into place. There's surgery. Um, <laughs> my makeup girl the other day, I was like, um, my wing wing of the eyeliner that I, I always do wings now, which I think might be Asian cultural appropriation. I'm not sure, but um, I think that's something that could get us canceled eventually. But when she did my wing, and I was like, it's one is way lower than the other. And I was kind of like mad about it because I was in a bad mood. I was just nitpicking. And that's what I always do when I'm in a bad mood. It's just like, <laughs> and nothing's right. But I wasn't like, don't think I'm like a bitch and yelling at her. She's very sweet. And I was like, I just think this one's lower, Leia. And she was like, um, yeah, we do that one lower because your eyes are like different. They like one is it on camera. It looks like it's the same, but I have been doing one different because your eyes are different. And I'm like, oh, that's the side of my face I sleep on. She brings the other one up. The, wow. I have a droop. That, the one that was lower is my good eye. So she could do it at a normal <laughs> thing. And the other one, she's got to bring scoop up. Damn. And, I'm just um, shocked you've only discovered this now at 39. What do you mean? I've no, what? I mean, that one side I've of been my doing, face? like I have to do makeup on different sides of my face what? ever since I started doing makeup. Yeah, like one eyebrow <sighs> does a thing I love. The other eyebrow is a problem child. Needs help. I just don't memorize what it is. I know that when every time I do my makeup, I do d- different things to match and stuff, but I don't memorize. When someone's like, when I take shows, at, pictures after shows, people are like, what side do you want to be? What side is your best side? And I'm always like, I don't, I don't really know. And it's not because I'm like, it's all so good. <laughs> I know there's one that's better. I just don't memorize it. And I should because I have my picture taken of a fuck ton and I'm very upset with many photos. Unless no, I'm advertising VeggieTales Live. You're what lucky VeggieTales? because you can photograph from the front really well. Oh. I, I feel like not a lot of people have that. You have kind of have to like shift to the side to look a little bit better. But you actually take a really nice photo straight on. Yeah. Okay. As someone so who's mugshots, multiple sides. <laughs> Killing it. Seems- I have had really good license pictures, I have to say. Really? I'm proud of them. Yeah, where I've been like... Damn, that was it was that was a good day. Like all of them have been well, in fact, one time I used my license as my like back in the day, you had to have like business cards in comedy. Brian, you remember that? Oh. Were you around there was like you had to make business for some reason everyone was making business cards in like 2009, oh, 10, yeah. no, 11? I had a business card. Anya, you probably had it in music. My business card was my license picture. Like I just did my license and <sighs> I made the I made the weight 98. <laughs> and I made like the, uh, you know, I just adapt, like changed a little thing about it. But um, it was my, um, it was such, such a good picture. I was like, let's use it. Um, I had a business card and uh, I, uh, I made it look like, well, on one side, I made it look like a restaurant. 
and uh, it's and their name of the restaurant was Comedy, and then underneath it said Free Delivery. Mm. <laughs> okay, this is like your WGA sign. <laughs> Well, it's not that bad. It's not a thinker. <laughs> no, it, no, it's good. It's good. It's very cute. <laughs> Brian and I wrote a joke yesterday. I like. I I guess I wrote a joke, and then Brian wanted to um tell me like he was looking at my act, and he was like, "That joke, just like, are you sure about that joke?" Like, and I was just like, "What do you mean, Brian?" <laughs> He's like, "I don't know." Like. Do you think it maybe is just a joke that doesn't really, that's maybe someone else would tell? And he gave like an example of someone who's kind of hacky. And I was like, well, that's all you had to say. I'm taking it out. <laughs> Not going to do it. Just mention the right but, person. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you, I didn't know. I didn't really, uh, I, I'm aware of the person he mentioned, but I wasn't aware of her material. And now um, this girl doesn't have a shot in hell forever opening for me because now Brian ruined oh, her no, for me. Oh, no. If she ever, no. No, if she ever wrote me, I would look at her material first. Actually, yeah. I don't really care. I don't look at the people People who, I'm actually not going to say what I'm about to say because I don't want people writing me and asking for spots, but I generally don't like review tapes when people are like, hey, can I do, open for you? I kind of just look and see if they look confident in their clips. Like, I don't like watch it. I just go like, oh, because I think most of stand-up comedy is not being funny. It's being confident. It, I, sure. I, agreed. I mean, like, if you yes. just look comfortable on stage, if you just look, you could be not funny at all. And as long as you're comfortable on stage, it's going to come off to the audience like you're good. It's just, a, it, it tricks, tricks me, even it though I know. It tricks the industry, too. I mean, there's a certain contingent. man. There's a contingent of I've comedians watched. that have come out in the last five years who don't tell any jokes. They just, they're just very confident leaning on a stool and sitting in silence and everyone oh, yeah. in the industry thinks they're a genius because well, they're not uncomfortable at all. Well, but if you get the right Brian. bomber jacket, you're golden. <laughs> he just well, pays the stage slowly. Andrew and I used to make fun of um, certain comedians that do this thing where they go, and it, it, I just want to repeat it in case people forgot because I still love it because it is such a device and I want everyone to be aware to not laugh when people do this. When they go like, when they go, you know what? I've got some thoughts about Britney Spears. You know, I'm not going to say it. I can't. I don't want to get canceled. I'm not doing it. Then the audience goes, come on. No, we want it. And they go, no, man, I can't. I can't. Please tell us. And they like please. run around. And then if you as an audience are um, involved in begging the performer to do something, you are now invested. Oh, yeah. in, you We're could literally, in. he could just go, he could say nothing after that and you will still like it. That's why um, crowds think that they've somehow influenced Taylor Swift. Like Taylor Swift, when they, after Champagne Problems and the Eras Tour, they all scream for like, I think the longest it's been is seven minutes after it. And, um, and they all, it's, it's a device. And I don't think Taylor's like wielding it in a, um, in a way that like comedians, the, the comedians I'm talking about do where it's just, they don't really have material. So they're, they're manipulating <laughs> the crowd. Taylor's just like being nice to the crowd because she wants the crowd to feel like they're in on it, but she's in control there. And I've said this, like Taylor could shut up a crowd in two seconds by talking, but if she doesn't talk and just keeps looking to the side, like, <gasps> and she actually is being she every single time, I don't think she's being fake, being like, oh, people make fun of her sometimes of being like, she's just always shocked by everything. But I on, I honestly think that she is truly appreciative uh, and in the moment 
for these things. Like she's still like the 13 year old girl who's like trying to make it and can't believe she did. So I'm not saying that she does that, but I don't think people understand how much artists can like manipulate you. Mm. Are there any things that you can think of, Brian, that comedians do that really bother you? Well, we were talking, I don't know if it's really bothers me, but a manipulation tactic is uh, mm -hmm. laughing at your own jokes. I think it was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some comics, it really is a flaw because they'll just laugh after every single joke because their jokes aren't funny. And then it, and then some master comedians like Dave Chappelle have like uh, perfectly timed moments where they break and they laugh. And, you know, Dave Chappelle, I think almost like invented this in the modern era where he like laughs and yes. slaps the, the microphone on his mm -hmm. knee and like, yeah, they're not really laughing. Come on. At a joke they've told they've the told. joke 7,000 times. It's not like this is mm -hmm. the first time they're like, oh my God, I just realized it's funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one I've been seeing, what was I just going to say? Shit. It's a good one. Fuck. Okay. So the fake laughing and then stand up, oh, like to, to get everyone to stand yeah, up. Yeah. It's a, no, that one's pretty good where you, you, mo you wait after your set and then everyone stands to give you a standing ovation because they don't know what else to do. Cause you're just standing out there. That's a good one. But there's one, Oh man, what was it? Well, I'm so stuff mad at my memory right now. The, where you set up the crowd uh, to say something and then you pretend like, uh, Oh, I know that's the first time you've ever heard okay. the crowd say that. You'll know this one. Okay. It's, I, a lot of comedians used to do it, including me, because you just you don't even realize you're doing it because you just absorb it from watching other comedians and see how much it works. But you hit a punchline and then you immediately go, OK, so and then I told him, don't put the almond milk in my iced coffee. Uh, like you say, ah, after you hit a punchline, start paying attention. So many comedians time. do this thing. Do you know what I'm talking about, Anya? Yes. Uh, yes. Punchline. Uh, some yes. kind of sound. Or, yeah. Or it's a, yeah. 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 I don't mind that. I don't mind any like under your breath talking like and punchline. So that's what I'm. Yeah. I kind well, of don't. That's I do style. that. I like that. But I do that because I like that the audience has to shut up to listen to it. They can't like <laughs> keep laughing and they mm -hmm. have to go like, wait, what she's saying? It's giving you more context. But I think there are lots of really good comedians that get caught in the uh um trap. Go listen to your... I wish I could give examples without calling names out because actually uh, someone I was listening to the other day who I really love his stand-up, I was like, oh my God, he's an ah guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a cue. It tells the audience it's time to laugh right now. I it tells you the joke guy. is over. Well, it also um, simulates like you're, you're speaking off the cuff like you're just thinking of these things and you're in a flow state. So it's like, if you just oh. went, here's my punchline and then waited, it sounds less natural than here's my punchline. Because um, then it feels yes. like you're having a conversation. But after a while, it's Pavlov's dogs and they hear ah and they start <laughs> salivating. And so they just know that's the cue. Laugh, yeah. laugh, laugh. And um, this whole podcast has just turned into um, sub- uh, talking shit, like talking no, shit, I but like, like not revealing who. I love this stuff. Um, this is interesting to me. And people could come at me for so many things I do, I'm sure. that I, I mean, I'm never intentionally doing something to be like, I can say that truly about myself. I never try to get attention for something I don't deserve. Mm. Ever. That's the, that's the only virtuous thing about me, besides me saving animals all the time, including bee, a bee this morning. Oh, another bee? The only things that I can trust another myself one? about where I'm like, I'm never cringy and I'm never, like I'll put, a, I'll tap myself on the, pat myself on the back is I will never 
That's why I don't look at audience members in the eyes because they will be forced to laugh and I don't want them to ever laugh. I don't want anyone to do anything that they don't oh, want to do. Oh, yeah. Ever. Um, because it's manipulative. I only and recently so learned never, that that works, that if you look an audience member in the eye, you like kind of yeah. activate them for, for a section of your act. Yeah, because they get nervous and they because they don't want you to go, what's your, what are you frowning about? Yeah, yeah. Are you having fun? Tell your face. So they, they go, ha, 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 and they just laugh and they don't even know what they're laughing at. It's like an insane thing that happens when you look at them and I don't, it makes me so uncomfortable. Well, I to, like, also, when I look someone, someone in the eyes in the audience, I also pull out a knife. You know, and they, yeah, <laughs> and they laugh nervously too. <laughs> um, I did save a bee this morning. Um, I I saw a bee struggling on the sidewalk, just like kind of like I don't know. He had a rough night, and he was walking home uh, early in the morning. <laughs> walk of shame, and um, he was on the sidewalk. He was going to get trampled on. He just looked lethargic. And I read somewhere that if you get a spoon and put water and sugar in it, then they and they will regenerate. Like they're just about to die, die because there's no flowers for them or whatever. And bees, we have to save them as much as possible. But the true thing is, get honey or agave. Uh -huh. And these, these, these make bees, it organic. I, I went over. It's weird that they like eat, eat honey, even though they make it. Wait, hold on. No, they aren't honey. I was gonna say they're cannibalistic, but the bees aren't honey. <laughs> Isn't it their vomit? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So I went in to the coffee shop. On that was like. A, you know, a couple feet from where I saw the dead bee, almost dead bee. And I was like, can I get some honey? And they're like, we have agave. I was like, is that like fake sugar? And they're like, no, I don't think so. So I, these bees, if you put a little bit of agave on the sidewalk, it immediately was like, uh, uh, and it saw it and went over and it was like, and it was like sipping it up and I could see it like regenerating back to life. <laughs> and then it was able to fly away and it was truly going to die there on the sidewalk. It was like not doing anything. It was just, so I like saved a bee today. I saved a bee the other day from the hurricane. It slept in my apartment for the night or in my hotel room. I put it in a jar. I put a leaf in there, some honey. And uh, I had a bee for the night and then he flew away in the morning. I do put them on my hand. Uh, and let them fly away. They're not going to sting you if you're gentle. They they would never do that. And um and it's so satisfying. That's why I go. I don't need kids. I the feeling I got from <laughs> I giving this bees. bee nurturing nurtured sustenance and it flying away and having a life because I intervened and just having a connection with a bee where I looked at it and it's cleaning its little tentacles and it like its mm. eyes kind of seem like it's looking at me. I don't need kit. I, I, I just, I, that is enough for me. I'm like full today. Aww. And that's Your love tank is why full. I don't. Yeah. Like that's all, I, that's all I need. I, I just need to keep myself around animals and I, I won't need kids. Okay. We're going to go to break and we'll be back after this. Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators, Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. 
Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want, and so that's why I love Quince because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle House in my wife and kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Um, over the weekend, Kirsten went to go visit um, our uh, alma mater, Lawrence, Kansas, where I'm going to be actually coming up on my tour. My tour that is starting, kicking off in Chicago on September 15th at the Chicago Theater, Peoria on the 16th. And then after that, I don't know where. The, I, it's like going so many places. Anya will be there. New merch yes. will be there. That Anya and Such Matt cool had designed. Merch. It's so cool. Yeah, oh, it's going it to be say? a good shirt. And, and it's like he plays a world tour. Oh. And it's like a skull with a microphone, and but it looks like there's a noose on it too. Like it's like, it's pretty <laughs> it's like bad. It's on a cucumber. Do yeah, cucumber it should be shirt. a cucumber. <laughs> oh my God. Please do not bring cucumbers to me on tour. I don't want any reference to it. It really triggers me. I hate looking like yeah. a cucumber. I just feel like an, a clay cucumber with holes poked oh in it when some days. I just, clay my part eyes makes me laugh so hard. I just look clay sometimes where it's like there's nothing on my face except hole, holes that someone, someone like rubbed clay in some rocks. Okay, so... Um, October 29th, Kirsten went to Lawrence, our Kansas. school. What is it? 
October 29th, Lawrence, Kansas. October 29th. Okay, so look out on October 29th because I'm probably going to do the exact same thing that Kirsten did the other day when she was in Lawrence, Kansas. And we've done this before when Kirsten and I visited. We Every college kid is like out on, you know, out in the front yards. This is like, you know, first couple weeks of school. All these college kids are partying on their lawns. Like it's classic college town. And Kirsten's driving by in her Honda CRV. And we originally did this years ago when we visited and we were, it was at nighttime and kids were like waiting outside in lines to get into bars, like all these young kids. And we just kept saying, mama's home <laughs> to these kids as we drove by. <laughs> Kirsten came up with it, but just saying, cause it's like a car that um, a mom would drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we just kept saying mama's home to these kids and they would just look confused. So Kirsten did it the other day and she added to it. And so I just wanted to play some of these. Uh, no, I'll play them on my phone. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. That's the first one. She's going past a frat. Here's another. And here's where we lived. Here's where we lived. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That was her just telling us where we lived. Okay, wait, hold on. It gets buried. I swear it gets better. Mama's back. Okay, that's a little different. Hold on. It gets better. Mama's back. Wait, hold on. I didn't realize there's so many of the same one. Okay, I swear they get buried. Describe what's going on. Okay, there's like a bunch of hot girls in like that are in uh, b- booty shorts and bikini tops carrying pizza boxes like in a line. <laughs> Another one is like a bunch of kids like on uh, the front lawn doing like keg stands and there's like tons of there's kids like, out. Yeah, there's like a trampoline like those like fun castle things. Yes. A bouncy on house. On the lawn. Bouncy this house. This one is Thank like you. a yeah. kid carrying like a uh, beer pong table and like setting up beer pong. Hey, what's up? <laughs> they all turn their heads just like what and then this one is let's see what's happening oh it's just Mom a bunch of cool frat guys setting up a like cornhole in their front yard who's going for some straight A's this year <laughs> <laughs> who's going oh for some straight A's this year <laughs> she's just being encouraging okay and then this one is um, oh this is a huge party Oh, girls okay, playing yeah, cornhole, all in their bikinis. Kids, there's a bouncy castle thing. Um, there's like a, it's there's probably like fifty girls and twenty guys on a a. a but it the starts lawn off. Of it starts. I think if this is the same video, it starts off with like one girl filming another girl who's oh, on no, her knees. That twerking. one is. She didn't. She didn't say anything in that one. Oh, okay. That one's really that funny. There's a girl twerking in front of a house <laughs> and another girl filming her for TikTok. And it's so yeah. funny. But this one is just a huge party on the front lawn. Stay safe tonight. Just get, make good choices. Don't drink and drive. Just get great straight A's. Be yourselves. Be yourselves. So if you guys want to start this trend, if you live in a college area, when there's kids out front and like cool kids having a party, if you want to tell them to get straight A's, tell them mama's home, daddy's home, um, be yourselves, don't do drugs. Uh, I think it's just a really good trend and we should start it where we just, you know, it's a drive-by screaming of encouraging things for these college kids. Study hard, get good sleep. 
Don't Poor let the patriarchy take you down. <laughs> well, Alice, this girl's like, like, look at this video of this girl fully twerking. Wait, Noah, do you have it? Because I don't think I saved that one. Be Yourselves is a really good one. I mean, I remember I was walking past this event and there was like a college orientation happening for USC. And uh-huh. I just, I could see visibly kids not being themselves, like trying to present themselves in a certain way. And it made me feel just like I was it's so sad it's, I was because I remember it reminded me of me when I went to college when I first went and I was like man just oh, no yeah. I found it go ahead you fa- okay yeah I guess I didn't save it because it had <laughs> yeah like that's yes. an oh that's for TikTok though okay, Taylor Swift oh my hold on oh, I don't think I would have ever down. done that because it's right next door to a party like yeah but it's TikTok now Abs. Abs. Oh my god. You. Wait, wait, go slow. That's quite a significant oh bounce house, too. Oh. I'm so nervous. I'm so. This makes me like so. If, if we we were just showing um a video of the party that's happening on this lawn, it makes me so nostalgic. Like I know that a lot of us are probably like Brian. You're just saying it gives you anxiety. It makes you reminds you of like a time in your life you didn't know who you were and you were just struggling to find an identity. I like I'm so jealous. I want to go back and maybe I want to go back because I know who I am now and I want to do oh, that. Yeah. But like, man, I like I really. I get so jealous of college kids that I almost like can't even watch those videos. It really affects me. I get there sad. Was, there was one message in girls chat from Kirsten though. She's like, I bet all those kids are like riddled with anxiety. They're at that party, but they don't know how to act, you know, cause they all have to like make first impressions yes. and stuff. And I think that's probably it. They're not having a good time. I think they're having a good time. I mean, I think I there's, think they are. there's a lack drunk of... And they're like hanging out. They got their yeah, whole lives fun. ahead of them. They're so excited mm-hmm. right now. Perhaps there's anxiety and they're going to do embarrassing things like when I rode a, a keg down a river or when I was had weird <laughs> oh, friends. Yeah, when you... Like you'll do stuff like that, but you're not necessarily having a bad time. You're just like... I was... Yeah, I had true. the best time. I loved going to these parties and like... And just... I liked the anxiety that went along with it. Like getting dressed up and like, where are we going to go tonight? And and just knowing that you have no responsibilities. I mean, I know some people listening to the podcast were like, I was working in college. I worked a little bit, but mostly like you just, it's like this, it's a great little bubble and you have no responsibilities really. Who were yes. your best and friends in college? Kat and Kirsten. Kat, I went one year to Boulder and Kat was my, Catherine was my best friend. And then, um, and then I transferred my sophomore year and then uh, Kirsten was my best friend. And then uh, we had a falling out my junior year. Or no, no, no. I guess it was, yeah, junior year. And then I was doing stand-up comedy and then I like didn't really have any friends. I was just obsessed with doing comedy. And then senior year, uh, same same deal. I was just like dying to get out. So I think I kind of, I, I feel like I didn't have the full college experience because mm. for the first half I was starving and almost dead. And then the second half I was like <laughs> wanting to great. get the fuck out because... <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you not? Well, that's what I mean. Like, I want to go back because I like now. Oh, redo I'm, it. I was even having fun when I was starving yeah. and miserable. Like, I ha- I re- I remember uh, it fondly, even though I was suffering. So, like now, I'd be like fucking thriving. The type of anxiety that you have in co- in college, the anxiety is optimism. It's like, oh my god, maybe I'll meet somebody, maybe I'll meet friends, maybe I'll have, get drunk mm. and something crazy will happen. And then when you get to become an adult and you have anxiety about an event, it's pessimism. It's like, oh. God, what's going to happen tonight? I'm going to be so tired when I get back. Probably, I'm not. No one's going to be there that I like, and, and so that's the difference. And and that's, that's why not we, true. 
I have I have a personal story. Oh, okay. Um, so I was on uh, Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn. I was coming out of uh, and I w- it was actually like a sex shop. So I, I was coming out of a sex shop, and then all of a sudden they hear someone call my name, and it was someone that I was friends with in college. His name is Javier, and we started talking, and it's bi- literally like fifteen years after, like I've 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 seen him last, and and I'm like. Hey, do you remember me in college? And he's like, Of course I do. And I'm like, What was I like? And he's like, Oh man, you were really jaded. You were just like really concerned about what you were gonna be when you were gonna grow up and 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 done with yeah. college and stuff. Well, that's <laughs> so, what I'm saying is like, I guess I want to go back now that I know it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, I, mm. I this is all kind of retrospective, right. like oh, hindsight's 2020, where it's like, I just know that col- what college is now, and I think I understand it more and I think we should let college students know like it's not that big of a deal. Have fun. This is the last time of your life you can have fun without the burden of rent and you know, I'm just talking to people whose parents are paying for everything. Um at which I had the privilege of my parents paying for my college tuition. So um I I know that that is uh, That's true across the board though. Apply that to every age. Every age. I'm sure if there was someone 10, 15 years older than you looking back at your age they would say none of it matters. You need to. Well, be I chill. know. Yeah. No, that's not true. They go freeze your eggs. You're gonna want to <laughs> what? Uh, enjoy it. <laughs> that's what they say. Older women are constantly like, "Oh, dude, like ba Um, and I'm I have this new thing where I talk about on stage. You know, like you know, every comedian talks about like their age on stage and like what they're going through at that age. And for most women, it's like complaining about like, I'm getting older. And most men too. Like, I think after 28, people are like, I'm old. And that's like the comedian's whole, like half their act is like, uh, this is what it's like at this age. And I just recently started doing this thing on stage where I'm like, I'm not going to say I'm old because there's fucking old people here. And it's really rude when someone younger than you says they're old. It's just like, no Mm -hmm. one wants to fucking hear it. Shut the hell up. Every 20 something year old, don't ever say you're old. There's someone with an earshot who is elderly and they don't appreciate it. And, um, so like I, and, but there, I, I tell myself that stuff all the time. Like I sometimes, I think now I look at my life and I'm like, it's so good right now. Like I had, I talked to my psychiatrist yesterday about like my meds and adjusting them. And I was like, I just, my life is perfect. Can we just keep it this way? Like, how do I keep, how do I enjoy my perfect life? Nothing is wrong with my life. I'm miserable a lot of times, but my life, if you write out all the details is a hundred percent perfect. There's nothing more I want. There's nothing, there really isn't. I mean, I'd like to not, have suicidal thoughts as often, but uh, on the outside, my life is truly great. And I try to remember that sometimes today, this morning, I just didn't want to get out of bed. So I started going through a list of, I'm grateful for my tongue. I'm grateful for my teeth. I'm grateful for my nose. I'm grateful for my eyes. I'm grateful for my hair. Like I was saying all those things because I really didn't want to get out of bed. Um, But I think that yeah, I try to I try to know that right now bitching about my age is stupid because tomorrow I'm going to be older and it's it's not getting any better. It's mm. not getting any better. <laughs> I want to come up with like, until I get a brow lift. <laughs> I think it's now I have to come up with something that Anya says that's not true too. Uh, so so far I said something that Noah vehemently said wasn't true, and then I said something that Nikki vehemently <laughs> said wasn't true. <laughs> You know, I also think that like music is like, I you know, there's Putin's no emotion. Great. There's no emotion behind music. I think mostly it's like a formula for, you know, computers. I don't think anyone really even emotes when they're making songs. 
<gasps> Anya said I, it straight. <laughs> I completely disagree. Wait, um, I didn't even hear you vehemently disagree with Noah. I heard you disagree. Did you disagree with the cucumber? No, I vehemently disagreed with Brian. I on see. The whole no, it's college just, it's just thing Noah said anxieties. that's not true, and then she had an example, and then Nikki said that's not true, and then she had an example. <laughs> Sorry, Every Brian. time I Tune speak, someone says that's not that. true. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I still think the things I said are every true. Time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, no, I still think the things I said were true. Um, you know what? Actually, today, here's what happened today so far in the pot. I said, okay. uh, Nikki Let's said recap. that my business card wasn't funny. Noah said that what I said about college isn't true. Uh-oh. Nikki said that- Someone's w- going to quit the pod. <laughs> Someone's being ganged up on. I'm being ganged I up been, on right now. I, I see it coming. And then when I asked Anya to say, tell me that what I said isn't true, she didn't even say it. <laughs> What's going on I was today? Still think, I was still thinking about how both sides of your face look great and you don't have a bad side. No, I no, couldn't no, even no. disagree I, with that. I almost disagreed with that because well, I thought maybe true, the other Anya. side. One side oh, is worse. No, but uh, I'm not actually upset. FYI. No, but I don't, you can't. Accept I don't think Brian. you are. Uh, Brian, Brian is. Um, Brian's the best because I can, like, um, when I the other day we were working on jokes for my act and, um, and uh, I was. Did I tell this already? Where I was saying like. Um, I do that one. I don't know about, but like, I like that you did this part of it. Like, I like where you're the angle of it was. So that was like a good way to start. But I don't know if, and he goes, you can just say no. Like you don't like it. And I go, can I? And so then the next time I didn't like a joke, I go, no. And he goes, okay, actually. And then I started just going like, no. No. And he was like, actually, this is starting to hurt. (laughs) This is making me think of something I just heard. Uh, It's a weird reach, but try to follow me. So I was listening. Maybe what you're doing as female and we're we're raised to do this, like affirm, give positive feedback, do the sandwich thing. Good thing. Negative thing. Good thing. But I was just Mm. listening to this podcast uh, a snippet and I might send a snippet on the girls chat which Nikki often does and it's done so well just a short little snippet but this man was talking about how uh, you know the number one cause of suicide or the number one cause of death among men is suicide our favorite topic on this podcast and 82% yes. of men who commit suicide are in therapy uh. but the majority of therapists are women this is not a slag toward women but he was saying that what kind of therapy works for women a lot, which is affirming your feelings, reflecting your feelings back to you and letting you know that your feelings are valid, doesn't often work for men, in particular men who are potentially suicidal. They need action. Like, yes, your feelings are valid, but like these guys are bottoming out in their lives in a huge way. They need like, get up, wash your hands, wash your hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was really uh, that's interesting. the biggest problem I have with therapists is this like, that sounds really hard. Okay. Mm. And how does that make you, where do you feel that on your body? I'm like, tell me what to do. Yeah. Tell me what Why to do. Why don't text therapists back. do that? Why don't they because just tell you what to I do? I don't know. Because I, it, it, that is such a true thing. I want to just say that let's not correlate men killing themselves with therapy. The reason that number, that 82% of men who kill themselves go to therapy is because those men have mental issues and people with mental issues are more likely to be in therapy. So it's less of a causality and more no, of no, a No, no, he um, wasn't saying it was a causal thing. He was saying, yeah, exactly. He's, he's saying that 
surprisingly, a lot of these people are aware of the problem and maybe talking about the problem. It's not that it's but talk the therapy doesn't fault. help men. Well, um, I'll tell you anecdotally. Yeah. My lover is started to go see someone oh. and he um has just said, I don't know, you know, I can't tell you like what in terms of like the what I'm getting out of it from the person I'm talking to, but just talking about these things that I don't want to burden you with or really anyone in my life has been extremely helpful. So just saying them. And yes. I think that's um, that's what he's getting out of it so far. I really like that. But I think you're right. And I've I've pretty I I consider myself fairly masculine energy in most ways other than my pussy. And um, even that <laughs> looks masculine some days, you know, <laughs> things are changing. Um, and uh, wait a second. I just have to share that Chris and I got into a, a little bit of a debate the other day about trans like um if it's okay for trans women that have not had the surgery to be in women's locker rooms and he was saying like and he was not on any either side he was just presenting an argument of saying like would you so poppy my niece is four he's like so you wouldn't care if poppy was in a locker room and a just dick went swinging by her face and i was like well i, I would be uncomfortable if a vagina went swinging by her. you know like i don't think anything should be swinging by people's faces in locker rooms and i don't think but it came out that like there was a reason for his concern about this because he had an experience with a, a, a where someone was like pretty scarred by seeing a penis in the in the world and so it made mm -hmm. sense that he was concerned about a young person seeing a penis and I, and I get that but I said um, I've seen vaginas in locker rooms that are so much more horrifying than any penis uh, so it's not like she's safe from seeing disgusting genitals yeah in a locker room, whether it's a vagina or a penis. When I was and young, that was my argument. penises were swinging by yeah. my face all the time in locker rooms. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's I worked so in a crazy. gym. I mean, there was... They should not be swinging anywhere. <laughs> like, it's not okay for those to be... Uh, to. to uh, you should... In a locker room, you should not be swinging anything. You should not be walking around with your genitals, and it, especially by kids that are like genital height. I think that's disgusting, yes. and I think that anyone that's doing it that doesn't is a matter if you're man, woman, whether, trans. What they, exactly, totally agree. I can hear but my I'm, mom's voice right now. You Americans are so strange and puritanical. People grow up around nudity all the time, and only in this country. Well, I would say to your mom, you there are perverts who get off by putting their penises in children's faces just in the vicinity, and so that is something I wouldn't want anyone to see. And there's also a difference between uh, growing up around nudity and then someone swinging their penis in front of your face. I love that. Totally. Swinging. <laughs> no, but he was... He, they're like, like swinging yeah, it like they're in there Chicago, the musical. I totally get off. One of there's my at least friends. one person listening to this who's like has a boner right now thinking about like some <laughs> sick fuck like this is why do you think guys expose themselves to people on the street? They get off from it. This is a thing. It's not like genitals are just like just natural and we should all have them out all the time like i'm a to i could totally be a nudist i don't really have a problem with people seeing my genitalia if it's in a non-sexual way yes like i i just don't the the sound guy the other day was definitely saw my nipple and i'm sure he was like maybe excited by that but because i didn't wasn't doing it in a sexual way i just didn't care but I'm a locker like, room is where you get nude Yes, but there are people in locker rooms, just no matter what their gender are, that get off on 
maybe I could see that they would get off on a little girl seeing their balls or their vagina lips in a way or their tits like <laughs> they sickos when I would okay. go into a gym locker room their to take a shower I would wear a towel around it and then I would go into the shower and take the towel off but there are there yeah. are and it's a it's a very old man thing to do also but there are people who just walk around flopping around free and open without any shame which is fine to not have shame that's fine but if you're doing it so for a sexual thing you just don't know why you don't know why they're doing it right some people are so brazen about it it. yeah but a trans a trans woman who hasn't had the surgery is not going into a locker room to like swing their genitalia around Thick? No, definitely not. But they could. They could be just because they're trans and doesn't they're mean they're just not like willing us. to do that. Yeah, they're like uh, just just. I'm not saying that it's. I think um, the chances of that are fucking insane. But that's not to say that they couldn't. Just like a woman couldn't um, have her vagina and get off on having a kid like catch a glimpse. Like people are fucking sick out there. We all know it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like. I don't think that's a reason to not have tr- to like if there could be a dick in a bathroom in a women's bathroom on a trans person that doesn't mean I'm not like protecting right. a little if Poppy saw a penis and was like what's that I'd be like well some women are born with penises and um, your brother has a penis and uh, he was born you know like I would just explain it I wouldn't be I don't think that she would need like counseling to get over seeing a penis. On a woman. It all depends on the um, response to it. Yeah, like I, I think if you respond like, "Oh my God, you saw a penis! Oh my God, she, how dare right. you!" Then she'd be traumatized yes. by penises forever. Totally. If instead totally. you're just like, "Yeah, some people have penises." Yes. Then it'd be fine. Okay. I wanted to get to Reddit. Dump That's what I've my got mom was goodies. getting at. Okay. Oh, we're gonna uh-huh. go to break and then we're gonna come back uh, for Reddit dump. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, we're back. Anya has one more story about swinging things around. (laughs) When my friend came out as a lesbian and I was like, I did not respond in a way that I wish I would have. I was like, you are not gay. You are more guy crazy than me. You have slept with more guys than I ever have. I remember she was like trying to help me understand that she really, really loved girls. And she goes, there is nothing like having a woman on top of you (laughs) with her breasts swinging around. (laughs) I was like, and? And she's like, that's it. Like, there's just nothing like seeing a woman's breasts swinging from side to side. The way that makes me feel when I hear it, I don't have any, that does not do anything for me. So it kind of proves it. I was like, wait, what are you guys doing? Yeah, well, that was I know it for saying. Her. And that's nice to hear that sh- that she doesn't mind like uh, utter tits. Like you know, like we all t- I've talked about this like when your tits hang down and look like cow otters, yes. it's like and they lose like their fat on the sides and they just they almost have like a bell jar type look to them. <laughs> yes. That it's one of my oh, most can't wait to get this thing off. Oh god. I that's that is why women wear bras when they're on top sometimes. I think. Mm. Yeah. anti yeah, But it's nice to hear that another woman doesn't mind it and she would love to see them swinging around. <laughs> yes. And you were just like, and? And she's like, that's, yeah. a, that's it. Does that not prove it to you? I was like, oh, it kind of does. She actually. was also like, also when they're just, <laughs> this is sorry, this isn't, this is immature. But she was like, when they just drag their vagina <laughs> down my chest, it's the most amazing <laughs> thing. I was like, you're gay. I got it. <laughs> When they just slug down my ch- chest and leave a snail trail with their vagina. I've down never done that sternum. to anyone. <laughs> Try it, doing cucumber. That. Mark my man. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you yeah. Mark, Mark my man. That is, so <laughs> that is such a weird move, but it would make me laugh so hard. 
If I, I, I love doing funny bits though. So I could see myself doing that and just being like, hold on, I'm just trying something. Just say, and he'd be like, Glaze, what are you doing? And I'd be like, wait a second. Just, I gotta get, I gotta get this. And it's just like a, a marker going. <laughs> He's okay, mine. Let's get to Reddit dump. <laughs> yeah, ladies. This is your Reddit dump. Okay. So um, this is okay. This I found this last night and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear Noah and Anya's thoughts because it's about a subject that I like to talk about with them. And Brian, I guess I'll hear your thoughts, too. Um, (laughs) You'll like it, too. This is called this is from True Off My Chest. And it says, concerned my daughter may have caught my husband cheating. She says, I just tried posting this. uh, I'll just get the story. I was bathing our two daughters, five and two, about a week ago. When I was drying them off, my daughter was talking about being naked and how, well, I didn't even realize this was going to connect. My daughter was talking about being naked and how you're only naked in private and for things like taking a bath. I told her, yes, that's true. (coughs) Sorry. Then she said, that lady was naked on daddy. I was confused. What do you mean? Daddy and that lady were naked there. She pointed to our bed. What the fuck? I asked her who the lady was and she shrugged like she obviously didn't know. I can't think of what possible scenario she could have seen that could have been misconstrued as a naked woman on my husband. My mind was kind of blown and I can't stop thinking about what she claims she saw. He's on his phone a lot, always texting people. I haven't asked him why he always has his phone glued to him, even in the shower. I feel uncomfortable demanding he hand over his phone. He gets up very early to go to the gym now. Going to the gym isn't new for him, but he used to go after work. Now sometimes he goes before work and after work. He is constantly, this is the interesting part. He's constantly horny and has been for the past few months. I've asked him what's wrong with him. He says he doesn't know, but it's like he's 18 again and he's constantly getting hard and can't stop thinking about sex. He's never had a problem in this area and he was also never like this. He's become obsessed with sex and constantly wants it. At first it was flattering and I felt desired and he wanted it seemingly from me so oft, so often that I never imagined he could be sh- cheating. Now I'm wondering why did he suddenly go from being a normal man with a normal health sex drive to being a teenage boy? She says, none of these things by itself is super suspicious other than what my daughter said. And then she goes on to like, what, what should I do? And everyone, everyone, including all, every man that wrote, wrote back to this said, someone wanting to have sex all the time is 100% a sign of cheating. Hmm, when you get that, sex, yeah. your sex drive goes up. And so the more you get it, the more you want it. So she was thinking... He wants sex all the time, so why would he be cheating if I'm having sex with him like twice a day? That actually is a sign of someone being cheating. This is what what Esther Perel talks about. Like when people cheat, it actually makes them like sort of like a, not a better partner, but like it ignites them for their actual partner. And just like, you know, going off and cheating. And it's not just the sex part of it. It's probably like the pursuit and you know, f- feeling like someone's attracted to you yes. and like the whole thing. And then he comes home and he's still horny for his wife. Yep. And this was, there was a great advice given to this woman. What? There's a, I guess a site you can go on that sends, um, can send anonymously a text to you saying, you've been exposed to an STD, get a test. Oh. And it gives you a link to go get a test. And if he got that text and doesn't share that with her and says, well, I just got this fucking text. Did you get this? Then he's taking care of it on his own. And that's probably a thing. Like if, if you're a man partners. who, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or that if he's just, if he doesn't go, babe, I just got this weird STD text. What the fuck is this? Like someone who's not cheating is not going to go, 
I have an STD from college, 10 years. Like if you're, if you've yeah. been married for 10 years or whatever, yeah. you don't have an STD. Is this that's a kind site of a that's set up to trap people? Uh, no, I think it's just a device that so, like someone came up with a site to give to people that like may be ashamed that they gave someone an STD or something and just oh, warns them. Okay. Uh-huh. And wow. this person what her- is, came up with that idea. She has what her kids said. I think that's like strong enough to have a conversation <laughs> about it. Well, everyone's I mean, telling her no. Install cameras. You have to get full proof. Yeah. Like, don't accuse your husband of cheating until yeah. you can get proof because he can delete everything, get everything cleaned up, and then you look crazy and you can't get um, the money that you need in the divorce. Mm. And you can't, you like, so she, everyone's telling her install cameras, go away for the weekend and get it on camera. If you're a true master cheater, then you will respond to that text in the right way. And you imagine if you were cheating, you get that STD test and then you go to your wife and you say, what the fuck is this? Can you believe this? Wait, are you cheating on me? This guy's not a master. That's the ultimate. He's fucking uh, in front of his kids. Gaslighting. Yeah, I mean, he, can you yeah, imagine this guy having house? sex in front of his five year old yeah. with another woman? He's swinging thinking, his dick oh, she around. probably won't remember. Also, Disgusting. as I do agree that, um, having sex can ignite your sex drive and you can want more sex. But as somebody who was involved with somebody that was uh, cheating and lying about it, the opposite is also true. There's so much shame associated sometimes with what they're doing, especially Mm -hmm. if they're a sex addict, that they can also be completely like impotent and like not know what's going on. And that can happen out of the blue because it's catching up to them. They're getting guilty. They're feeling trapped, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I just think that most people would think, no, he has sex with me all the time. He can't be cheating. And I just don't. uh, That was the first I had ever heard of people going like, no, no, no. That's actually a a heightened sex drive out of nowhere is actually a sign that something could be awry. Also, the Um, the advice that they're giving her is like presuming that she would want to get divorced. Like, does she want to break up with him if he's cheating on her or is it something that's repairable? I think having sex with a woman in front of your child is there's no repairing that. I, I, and I'm someone, if I got cheated on, I oh, would yeah, forgive yeah, the yeah. person, but not if they fucked True. in front of my five-year-old. Take I, it to I, a I, motel. I mean, Come on. What are you doing? Why are you doing it I in mean, your I'm own sure house? he had the kids that weekend. Though. Oh my God. And you so couldn't even bear like, to take a second. So gross. Okay. This is another Maybe one it's from the babysitter. Um, oh no. The oh. kid would have been the babysitter. Kid would have been like, it's Cassidy. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So this one is from No Stupid Questions. And I think this is a question that everyone asks and no one really ever has the answer to. In fact, Brian, Ugh. this was posed recently when we were all hanging out and you looked up a podcast to find the answer to it and we really didn't get one. Yes. But the question is from No Stupid Questions. Why is cocaine being laced with fentanyl? Fentanyl laced cocaine has been in the news causing a lot of deaths, but why would drug dealers want to lace their drugs with an extremely deadly drug like fentanyl that will draw way more attention to both their enterprises and killing their clientele, which would be bad for business. Anybody able to explain? Do you guys want to take a stab at this before I tell you the answer? Yeah, so we, uh, I looked up a podcast, which I won't name because I'm not going to throw shade at a podcast, but this podcast did not answer the oh, fucking boy. question. The title of the podcast no, was didn't. that question. We listened to it, it for 30 was. minutes, and it was like, it Nothing. was just leading us on with like YouTube style teasers for 30 fucking minutes. But before oh, we answer why horrible. fentanyl is, ki- is, uh, is put into drugs, let's go back 20 years ago <laughs> yeah. to the Reagan administration. Yeah, exactly. It's like, just tell us. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but this question gets asked all the time because it does seem counterintuitive. Why would you want to kill your clientele? Why so, are this thing that a microscopic level can definitely kill someone? Why would you mix stuff with that? I think it's and stupid. I know the answer. I have two theories. One is that somehow, I don't know if this is true or not. So if, if somehow it gives their user a, a better high, then maybe they'll get more addicted to it and then they'll wind up buying more despite the risk. And secondly, it's potentially maybe lacing it with fentanyl is cheaper than the actual drug, so they're just kind of filling it out like a filler. Those are my I two strongly reasons. disagree with you, Brian. <laughs> and no, Noah is correct. <laughs> uh, here's, here, I'll start right. by saying this. Someone commented, and these are all just commenters, so if, if you know better than this, please let us know, but um, this all seemed to make sense to me for the first time. Um, someone said that people saying that um, drug dealers would cut cocaine with fentanyl is uh, insane. I can't imagine it would make it stronger. It's a downer and would work against the upper. So fentanyl is a downer. Cocaine's an upper. It doesn't make sense to cut them together okay here's the real reason i don't know if you guys know this i've seen a couple episodes of intervention i didn't know that people can be addicted and regularly use fentanyl and not overdose that it yes. is a street drug that actually is people buy and they use and they use it in a way that they do not od that people like have a tolerance for so like people that die of fent overdoses usually have never done any fentanyl so it's the first time it's in their system they od they don't know have a tolerance but fentanyl is a street drug that is sold so the answer is Coming here with firsthand knowledge, says this person, cocaine dealers would not add fentanyl as a cutting agent unless they are crazy. It is cross-contamination the vast majority of times. One has to understand that drug dealers are not keeping their different drug stashes safe from one another. One custy customer comes in for fent, then the next for cocaine. Same table, scale, scooper, etc. Plus, most drug dealers are also high and absolute wrecks. Shit, sometimes the fent is white powder, so it could easily be given to someone by accident. Luckily, when I was dealing, fent didn't exist. Although I did give people People ketamine instead of coke a few times i also did that to myself which is somewhat hilarious as the first pooter is a doozy i don't know what pooter means <laughs> i didn't even know what custy meant but i guess assume customer but um that's the reason it's it's being it these guys are dr dealing fentanyl too and using the same scales and stuff so it's I was like gonna you know a trace accident. amount but not that yeah. specific. That is fascinating i thought it was also, pretty interesting hasn't coke always been laced with stuff Mm. And also, like, in the way that, like, the whole, like, yeah. drug well, thing works, it's not like the drug dealer is the one who is getting it from, like, wherever it comes from. There's, like, layers of people. So maybe he's cutting it or she's cutting it with stuff to try to make more of a profit. Oh, right. Like right. baby laxative with cocaine and all that stuff, which is why I yeah. never knew why people had diarrhea when they did coke. But it's not that because... It wouldn't make sense for the effect of that they're going for. But okay, it's an accident. Sorry, it is Brian. crazy how many people are dying of it constantly. Sorry that I, Brian was wrong, but Noah was right. I just like the way Noah said <laughs> no, it. No, I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up Pooter. Yeah, what's Pooter? I mean, because I'm trying like to look, a sh the first first time you get high. I'm, I'm trying to look up Pooter in a drug contest. We all know that Pooter <laughs> can mean vagina. People have said that before. Or like <laughs> fart. And it could oh, also really? mean I fart. Pooter was your butthole. People, yeah. There's there is disagreement online about what Pooter means. Even in fact, one of the Urban Dictionary definitions is saying "pooter" does not mean vagina. Everyone knows that "pooter" is a butthole. So, but yeah, I don't see anyone using this in a drug context or getting high context. Okay, well, well, you knew there's if always a first. You tried, yeah. If you had a first pooter, you'd know it's a fucking doozy. <laughs> 
Okay, I liked this question. This is from like a um, podcast uh, that I don't listen to, but they have a subreddit that I like some of the posts because it's all about, um, I think it's about, it's a, a podcast about diet culture and making fun of it and like poking holes on it, which I love. So I guess the um, the podcast is called Maintenance Phase. If anyone listens to it, let me know why I should listen to it and steer me to some episodes. But I, for some reason, I, I like their subreddit. So um, I liked this question, which anti-fat media hurt your soul as a fat, as a kid slash teenager? Do you guys remember any specific things? You know, the Jessica Simpson fat pic, quote unquote fat picture. Like, are there any things that stand out to you as a teenager? Uh, and Brian, this could be like for like male, um, you know, uh, the bo- like the ideal male body, like an Abercrombie bag or something. You know what I mean? Like where you just cemented in your head like, oh, this was a formative moment. And now I need to be that. Hmm. Yes, Anya's shaking her I head remember. or nodding your head. I have so head. many. I remember I mean, opening I the Victoria's Secret catalog and uh, I was with China and we were probably... Um, sophomores and we're looking at the Victoria's Secret catalog and there was France, French chess, French Soise. I forget her name. She's a famous model. She had like a cool angular jaw and she was just beautiful. And oddly in some tiny way, I looked a little bit like her. She looked a little Slavic. She had like kind of droopy eyes like I do. And she had a curvier body like I did. China was very skinny and wiry and as she was developing, her body was more like something Stephanie Seymour like looked like. So Stephanie Seymour, if you don't know, was a Victoria's Secret model, huge breasts, and just ripped, just skinny and ripped. And that was China's body type. And I was leaning a little more toward Francoise, whatever her name was. And I was like looking in Victoria's Secret and China goes, she points at the one I was looking at and she goes, ugh, I'd kill myself with that if that was my stomach. And I was like, if what was your stomach? And it was like, my stomach was slowly developing into this curvier, but beautiful. And it's a Victoria's Secret model that she'd kill kill herself. I'd kill myself if that was my stomach. I was was guessing that she knew that you related to that one and was trying to be mean. Mm. Probably, maybe. Sorry, Chai, if you're listening. But yeah, I was just like, I have a feeling that that her adolescent brain brain was doing that to hurt your feelings because she was probably jealous. Mine is... Immediately, uh, I'm a slave for you video, Britney Spears, her stomach in that, um, the lines going down it and just the way, just her low slung pants and her perfect, it's not even like a six pack. It would just look dehydrated, like a dehydrated stomach. Um, and Britney like pulling it all the way down. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, her pulling it all the way down. And then that little like on the back I, I will never have it the other day I saw a girl and I was like oh I love the way your back and like goes into your butt and it like slopes like this like mine's always like like it has like a, <laughs> it, it just goes straight down hers went like whoop like you could skateboard on it oh yeah like that little that part of your back that goes like that Brittany had a perfect one isn't that like a posture and then, um, thing uh, it could, it it definitely is like I definitely probably have more like calcium buildup because I don't sit <laughs> properly and so I don't have that like centaur bo- like bomb yes. that comes off the back. Um, and then I think Jennifer Aniston, um, her uh definitely low slung, uh low rise jeans with crop tops and um and her arms always looking really really thin like but she you never had, had arms a moment that, like, of the like anti giant fat. and then what do like you mean? someone messaging you like these are all things you were doing in your head you never heard like wasn't there a moment where someone or something said something and you're like 
Oh, I gotta be. See, I was thinking more like things from cult, like pop culture. Um, no, mine were always, I, no one ever, one time some guy came up to me and said I had dumps like a truck or something, but he was talking about my thighs and he like, or no, he said I had thighs like what? I'm sorry, I did the wrong lyric. (laughs) He said I had thighs like what? Because I was sitting on something and my thighs were like splayed out. You know, like your thighs look like a puddle of hell when you sit down (laughs) and every girl relates to this. Um, And so I remember being like, oh my God, my thighs are like, I have like thick thighs and I like hated that. But um, no, I was pretty thin child. I was a pretty thin girl growing up. So I never worried about like looking. I was, I never felt fat until I was fat. And then um, I remember just saying I wanted to kill myself and all my friends being like, Jesus fucking Christ, Nikki, we just want to go to the mall, put on a pair of jeans. And I was like, none of them fit. And I was in my dark room and I was on my bed screaming, crying. And they were all like, we're just going to go. And I'm like, go. Cause none of my fucking stupid express jeans fit because I had gained so much weight because I ate 18 bowls of cereal every day after school. Um, But then my most formative, I will say, I was eating so much cereal at this point in my life and just like eating constantly in high school. And my aunt Lynn said I would never get a boyfriend and that I, um, I, you, you, she told my parents, you can't let her eat like this. This is disgusting. No, no one should eat this much. She's never going to get a boyfriend. And I didn't want a boyfriend. So I was like, gobble, gobble. Like whatever keeps the boys away. Like, I don't want to get a date. Like I, I hate boys. They're gross. Um, I was Can scared of them. The Not gross, but gobble, I was scared gobble. of them. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, I, um, I remember that and, um, but not, it was mainly, I just knew that my body didn't look like the things that everyone said was perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I deduced from that. Like, I don't need someone to tell me I'm fat. I can see it when they go, or, oh, you know, the biggest part, the biggest thing, final thought. I think the biggest thing that every woman notices uh, when she starts to feel like her body isn't enough is that you see someone with a better body than you talking shit about their body. Oh. And then you go, okay, well then clearly I'm a fucking trash bag, uh, you know, slop pig. Like that's <laughs> what I am. Mine was my mom. She was so much smaller than me and she would say she was fat. And so I would go, mom, then what am I? And she'd go, it looks different on you. You know, like that bullshit. So it's like, she didn't mean to. My mom just had a bad self-esteem when it came to her, come to her body. She didn't have any, like she just grew up in diet culture. Yeah, uh, they called her pig, called pig woman. woman as a child. <laughs> yeah, she, there was no, she was not going to help me out in that regard by setting good po- the body examples. She had, there was nothing she could have done, but it's mainly that where you, yeah, you just hear someone else disparaging themselves and you go, well, I would kill to look like her and she hates herself, so I guess she would step in front of traffic if she looked like me. <laughs> I should probably do the same. Noah, do you remember any? Well, I guess just like looking at like the Delia's catalogs or like yes. the, what was it like? It was uh, Roxy or like Silver something where it was just like these like really young, pretty like surfer girls. Mm. They were like blonde and they just always looked like so beautiful in like the glimmering sunlight. And I'm just like this Ugh. pimply, misshapen <laughs> teenager. Yes. Tiny little blonde surfer girls. That was the time of like Kate Bosworth. Mm. And even Ugh. that one girl that got her arm bitten off by a shark. I was like, I guess oh, she's thinner than me now. She weighs less now. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to have that but slender I, of an arm. I don't relate though. I don't relate though. Non-existent. 
<laughs> to having weight issues. For me, I just always felt misshapen. Like my my body was hmm. like irregular shaped. I but it was never about weight for me. People are always so it's like, not yes, about like my arms are fat or so same for you, Anya. Like it was more about the shape. Like I wish this part of my body was a different shape. Yeah. Just like, I wish I was taller. I wish my legs were longer. Why do I have these thick legs? And just bullshit. It's all a Well, I'll tell lie. you when I got anorexic, I had the perfect body. Like it, 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 it I am tall. I am slut. It looked, um, I looked like a supermodel body wise. Like I really like though. nailed it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I, I will say that I got the body I wanted and was not happy. <laughs> yeah. And was skinnier than Jennifer Aniston. I remember looking in catalogs and being like, oh my God, I'm thinner than fucking Jennifer Aniston. Suck it, bitch. Like, <laughs> I have more self-control than you. I, I hear that you actually enjoy a tortilla chip every now and again with Brad at Casa Vega. I would never do that. <laughs> oh I'm God, better I than you. That. Yeah, you remember that. I knew Anya would know that reference. But I, I, but I, I never relate to the shape thing because I guess... Um, uh, mine was always just like, well, now I do like I, my, my, I hate that I don't have a butt or I don't have a, um, and then my head looks like a cucumber is my <laughs> new thing, but it's never, it's ne and it did in high school and Kristen's laughing again right now as she's listening to this because she knows that I looked like a tired, pale cucumber. so untrue and so I want to try to find the picture of the original <laughs> cucumber picture because no one could argue because I used to straighten my hair like Jennifer Aniston with an ironing board. Um, with an iron on the ironing board in my dad's uh, room um, in his dressing room. And he would come down and say, it smells like burnt hair down here. It smells like the Holocaust. <laughs> oh and I'd be like, and boy, are you a fat so? he, he would say that. I go, what? Why do you know That's what that smells like? Why are you oh referencing God. that right now? He's like, this is probably what it smelled like. I'm like, what? No. Oh, my God. I mean, it kind of probably did. For me, I, I was like, uh, I wanted my arms well, to be bigger. I wanted my legs to be bigger. Um, mm. But like, I wasn't looking at other celebrities and stuff and getting sad. I think, I don't know if this is true for other young boys, but like I would, um, when I would see like a strong guy, I'd be like, whoa, that is so cool. Look at that strong guy, like a wrestler or like Goku and uh -huh. Dragon Ball Z. I wouldn't be like, I wish my arms were that big. I feel like a piece of shit. I'd be like, whoa, that guy's strong. Why do we internalize it as like we're bad because we're not that? And the boys can be like, <laughs> but it's not what? their fault. Like, who's doing this? To us? Why are we like that? I think it's because we're smarter because <laughs> I think it's smart to go. I honestly, this goes back to me being like, I deserve to be depressed about something. I think women are smart. They go, that girl's getting a lot of love for looking like that. If I looked like that, I could get more love. I don't just go, wow, good for her. I go, well, how am I going to get that love? I want to find a way to, um, to gather that kind of uh, well, isn't that attention. painting the men in a more uh, in more selfless individuals who are just celebrating another no, man's body. No, you guys are just gonna like. We're going like, like Whoa, cavemen look kind how of. fucking yeah, strong, strong this dude is. I think there's I like an alpha dog. Now. There's like an alpha dog mentality. Like if someone yeah, walks that in that like, big, it's like, oh shit, yo, this guy is awesome. Right. That's so, it's sweet. I'm not, I don't mean it's dumb. I don't think men are stupid. I really don't. Uh, please don't take me as like a feminist who's like, all men are fucking dumb cavemen. But I do think there's something different about that where a man can just like admire a woman or a man's body and go, that's good for him. Like, cool. And a woman goes, 
I hate her because I want to be her. And because I'm not her, I don't deserve to be alive. I, at least that's where I go with it. Listener, yeah, you might be like, I don't do that. Because we have but, to compete. Um, You're right. Like, it is smart. I like that spin, but it's true. We have to be the best, the prettiest. Like, they pit us against each other at a very early age. You're, you're, you're competing to try to be the prettiest. We need men to want to put semen in us so we make more things. So subconsciously, we're trying to make more of our species. Whereas men, back in the day, sorry, back in the day, like cavemen days, you just rape us. You didn't need us to like actually be attracted <laughs> to you. We needed yeah. you to be attracted to consensual. We needed guys to want to fuck us. Guys didn't need us to want to fuck you because it wasn't an option. We couldn't go. But then I like it, you. Wouldn't it adapt more to today's standards since like, you know, like rape obviously is like not good and men cannot Whoa, like, Noah. Live in society. Hold on. No. Wait, yeah. You disagree? <laughs> no. no, no, no. I think you're right. I don't think we've caught up yet. I, th- I well, see what uh, you're no, saying. Like, yeah. So, like, I wonder why men don't have more of that, like, emotional response. I just think it's. I think now they do. Are- I, I think it's starting. Like, I definitely know that my boyfriend is in admiration. He, he admires people's hairlines, but he doesn't seem to hate himself for not having the hairline that he wants. He's like, yeah, it'd be nice. And and I know that he's like thinking about stuff, but he's not like, I don't deserve Nikki because my hairline is not good. Whereas when I am not feeling my best, I'm like, I don't deserve your attention or love. You should go find someone else that's more attractive. That's where my mind mm. goes. Well, I- I'm unlovable. Just to defend the cavemen, um, they, yes. Yeah, please. Like they, they had to worry about their bodies too because they had to be big and strong so that they could A, rape and then also defend themselves against point. the other men okay. who would try to t- stop them from raping the women that they wanted to rape. Uh, or that they they were like, I want to rape her. You get off of her. And so they have to pull off right, the guy so that's using, raping It's her not about how I her. look. It's about being strong and big so yes. that you can beat the shit of all these guys who are trying so to steal your corn. So why don't you guys they internalize don't hate it? Themselves. So that makes sense. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, why don't they hate themselves for it? Because that would actually hurt your species if you hated yourself. But then Maybe why would we back- do it? It goes back to what Anya was saying about the podcast you were listening to and how just like men handle their emotions differently. Mm. So they just go back to that. I think it's how we were raised and all the messaging we've gotten ever since we're just tiny little girls. They're telling us, you're going to be a mommy someday. Oh, you're so pretty. Here's a little dolly. Be a mommy to that. And so you're like, okay, I have to do this thing. And I have to be the pretty and cute and But men and dainty are, like, and- have G.I. Joe toys and He-Man. And they yeah. see muscle-bound things and superheroes. Oh, and, like, yeah. Why aren't they? Why don't they They're not allowed to cry. It? And that's what they have to triumph over. And we aren't allowed to love ourselves. And that's what we have to triumph over. Yeah, but I, I have a he man. I have a, yes, I had a he man. I had you know what though? I had a he man. I had a wrestlers, all big muscle bound guys. I had Goku and Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. But then I also had like uh-huh. Luke Skywalker, who was like had no muscles at all. And although, although he didn't get laid in Star Wars, so maybe that's okay. Neither did he man really. Yeah, but <laughs> I didn't did remember he man getting laid a lot. Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Yeah, I think every want- guy wanted to fuck her. Did I want to have sex They're with not, Princess Leia? No. Did you want Luke to? No, no, I no. I mean, once I found out that they were brother and sister, I certainly was like, "Well, yeah. that's not." But wasn't this there? This guy wanted like, to fuck his sister the whole trilogy. Wait, they are. 
I didn't know I mean, that either. Watched, no, I, I thought that was you weird. Have you ever seen Star Wars? <laughs> I know that no. he's his father or whatever, like Darth is his father, but I didn't know that they were. Yeah, the whole sister. movie looks like I want to fuck my sister, and then then it's, it's like disgusting. <laughs> he's attracted Wait, does he to know his, it's sis- his sister. No, well at first he doesn't know he's his sister, but the whole trilogy, it's like, damn, she's fucking hot. I want to fuck Isn't her that so weird? bad. And then at the end of the movie, it's like, by the way, I'm your sister, and he's like, oh, oh shit, never mind. All those things I it's said. It's not that weird because I think most <laughs> men who have a hot sister, if it wasn't their sister, they'd be like, I'm attracted to that girl. If they were like separated at birth, I mean, yes. The only reason you go, I don't want to fuck this person is because of like the context. If there's no context for brother or sister, of course you want to fuck I don't know. I think if you think if someone's child. hot for a trilogy, like that's like Bye. five years. <laughs> Just hearing some information, you're not going to all of a sudden be like, oh, you're not hot at all anymore. It is funny when you like see someone with a hot sister and you're like, I know you want to, f- you would want to fuck her. Like there's just no way, like based on all the women you're attracted to, there's just no way you wouldn't want to fuck that person that is, looks like all the girls that you go for. Yeah. There's just yeah. no way. So you're busted. You're busted. <laughs> But, I want to fuck my sister. If I was a boy, I would 100% go, my sister's fuckable. I would not deny it. My sister is fuckable. She's very hot. I even say my dad is a very attractive man. If he, if he was a single man and I, I'd i be like, oh, that guy's a handsome guy. I don't want to fuck my dad. But like, I can acknowledge when someone is fuckable to other people without being like, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, then if you'd go into it knowing that it's a family member and you can just acknowledge that they're an attractive person, but you didn't have those years of being like, I want to fuck this person. Oh yeah, that would be hard. It'd be hard to switch. Uh, it would take yeah. at least a few scenes. Biochemically, <laughs> Star Wars, it was like, and he like, cuts his own dick off. Basically, it's supposed to make you want to vomit again if you get around the their pheromones. Oh yeah, that's true. Like if someone's pheromones make you go like, oh god, their body smells. I always think like, oh, that means we're probably related or something, or our baby would have like an arm coming out of its head, and so that's my body being like, don't fuck this person. Oh yeah, you have two chromosomes that would match. Speaking of chromosomes, I have been listening to podcasts about Down syndrome people. I'm obsessed. Um, I've learned so much about them. Um, and I want to talk about it more. And if you um, are the parent of a Down syndrome kid, I really want to know what your experience is like. So please write me about that and tell me the hardships and like the good ships because I kind of am thinking I might someday adopt someone with Down syndrome. I'm kind of love Down syndrome people. And maybe that's me making them like they're a pet or something, but it's not. I just, if I got to choose what kind of kid I want, I think I'd want that kind of kid. I think they're awesome. So, um, I yeah I've listened to this uh I oh, what is it stuff you should know podcast about um Down syndrome people and they even say it on that they're like by and lo- like we're not saying all Down syndrome people are like really nice and always in a good mood <laughs> but we have yet to meet one in our whole life experience that isn't so we're not saying that it's all but please they're even asking is there any example of of a, someone with Down syndrome who's like a Karen. You know, like, but maybe there are. I just want examples. So that's my, um, I want to, I want people and maybe, and if you think that what I'm saying is disgusting and, and I'm treating them like they're a pet or something, like I'm going to get one. Uh, you can also tell me that and I'll shut my trap and, and do better. But okay. So that's it for the podcast this week. Thank you for listening. Um, come see me on tour. Watch F boy Island, October 12th. It comes out on the CW. Go um, DVR it right now so you don't miss it. And right now it's airing on Thursdays, this the second season, so you can just watch some random episodes. Um, it's it's airing in order, but I think 
it's like more than halfway through the season at this point on the CW. Um, everyone has it if you have cable. Um, and season three starts October 12th. And my tour starts September 15th. Go check out all the tour dates at NikkiGlazer.com. I would love besties in the audience. Thank you so much for listening. Don't be cuh. And just save the bees. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your for show. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.